Support for this podcast comes from Format. Format provide award-winning careers websites to employers such as View, Atkins and Muller. Working with Format can help you attract and engage higher numbers of better quality applicants. They get these results by their complete focus on the candidate experience, fantastic technology that enables long-term passive candidate engagement and seamless integration with your ATS. For more information and to get in touch for a free review of your career site, please go to www.format.com slash podcast. Format is spelt with a number four, then M-A-T. The web address again, www.format.com slash podcast. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 24 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Over the last few years, an increasing number of employers are developing apprentice schemes to address long-term skill shortages in their industries. One company who are doing this very successfully, a Compass. My guest this week is Melanie Hayes, Head of Organisational Development for Compass, who shares some insights on what Compass is doing in this area. Hi everyone and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. My guest this week is Mel Hayes from Compass. Hi Mel, how are you? I'm good, thanks Matt. That's cool. Um, Could you sort of uh, introduce yourself to everyone, tell us a little bit about uh, your background and uh, what you're what you're doing for Compass. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am currently the head of organisational development at Compass Group, which um, covers resourcing, learning and development, talent, doing some work around diversity, and then some other kind of bits that I think nobody else picks up. But exciting. Um, big company. Uh, Compass is or employs 60,000 people in the UK. Uh, we are a FTSE 30 company. So, um, and we're also going through a massive period of growth. So it's a really, really exciting time at the moment in the organization. Okay. And prior to that, I, well, I started my career in retail. So I'll just give a very brief overview. Started my career in retail and um, then I moved into recruitment. So made quite a tactical decision, which I think is unusual. And uh, I've held a couple of roles as heads of resourcing, head of resourcing and talent. And each of those roles, I've always gone into organizations to build resourcing teams or restructure resourcing teams so that they are delivering direct sourcing, improved quality, etc. Cool. Okay. Um, thanks for the uh, thanks for the overview. Now the. Uh, one of the well it's always a pleasure to talk to you but one of the main reasons that I wanted to uh, talk to you on this podcast was um, the work that Compass have been doing um, with apprentices Um, could you tell us a little bit about um, you know your your apprentice strategy and what um, uh, you know what what you've been up to in that in that kind of area yeah absolutely so I think this is one of the things that I am probably most proud of when it comes to my team um, the young people agenda as a whole is really, really important to Compass and we put a lot of effort in, even down to employing an early careers manager. And so his role within that is to cover things like work experience, how we are getting 
um, children or, or kids school of school age to understand um, about careers within food services or FM. And following on from that, we do a huge amount of work around our apprenticeship programs. So I'm say I was delighted to be a part of our graduation, our apprenticeship graduation this year, where we graduated 542 apprentices. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So really exciting, and it covers a number of things. So we do anything from our functional roles. We have a very specific chef academy, which really enables young people to get good quality training um, within food service and not necessarily restaurants, but actually that could take them up to mission style quality. We were, we had one of our apprentices this year who won the National Apprentice of the Year. Okay. And we are looking uh, over the next few years to significantly increase the number of apprentices that we're putting through the programme on an annual basis. Um, we also deliver our own qualifications. So we draw down funding and do a lot of the work ourselves. Um, just because we think it's really important that we get some of these things right. Yeah, I mean that was going to be my uh, that was going to be my next question. I mean, do uh, do all these people kind of go on to careers in the in in the company? Is that the sort of next step after the apprentice graduation? Yeah, well, <clears throat> that's the plan. So when we bring them on board, we hope then to place them into uh, roles within the organisation. Some of our apprentices that completed the Chef Academy. Uh, I've all gone into um, chef-to-party roles, which is kind of will take them on their journey. And we're doing some work around career pathing, actually, which helps them to understand that what the apprenticeship can give them in the longer term. So lots of opportunity. Uh, we're going through a significant period of growth in the business, and it's really exciting. So actually, that opens up even more opportunity for these young people. Fantastic. And um, what, what do you think the sort of value is to your business of um, putting so much effort into in, into into apprentices? Is it purely a uh, kind of a future talent initiative, or are there other things um, other things that you think the business benefits from? Uh, you know, round round rounding this. Uh, I think there's a significant part of it for us covers uh, future talent. We're we're in an industry, and and I've worked in previous food service and FM organisations. So I kind of understand the challenges across across the industry, or the sector, should I say. And um, I don't think schools do enough around vocational careers. So there's lots of conversation around academic careers and, and not really enough around vocational. And so what this enables us to do is to help people to understand what it's work, like to work in a contract catering environment um, it helps them to understand what career progression we are filling a pipeline if we're, if we're honest you know we have we have a growth plan that's exciting but also a little bit scary from a recruitment perspective <laughs> uh, and um, you know if I give you one example alone that there's been some major contract wins in our business and we are looking for one contract alone in the next 12 months to recruit 220 chef managers and that's just one contract win okay um so to, to to start focusing on building a pipeline that that supports a number of other channels of course uh is is really important and, and actually not only that we do a lot of work with the education sector chartwells is one of our big um uh, uh one of our big sectors within the organization and to be able to work with some of those schools and colleges uh, that are also our clients it, it, it's not bad it's good for business as well 
but I think predominantly we just are really focused on making sure that we're giving support, whether that comes from work experience programs right the way through to our graduates. And how do you um, sort of find and select your your, your apprentices? What um, you know, what sort of process or, or, or methodology or strategy do you use, uh, you know, to get the right people on the program? So we use a couple of methods. We use some internal methods. So, for example, when we've had people coming through work experience programs with us. Um, we offer them the opportunity to go for the apprenticeship programs. We have people that have joined us as part-time employees um, that show an interest in wanting to to progress their career. And again, they go through the selection process. And we also do some external advertising where we're going out and we're working with schools and colleges. And actually, we're working with other third-party providers. So we work with Springboard, uh, we work with BITC, we do work with a number of other kind of third parties and we go to things like the big conversation, which just helps to helps to, to raise awareness about what we do. And how do the kind of the candidate expectations differ from the, you know, the, the, the kind of experienced hire recruitment that you, that, that, that you do? What, what differences are there? We, in, in the main, I mean, our apprenticeship programmes go 16 to 24 year olds. So, but in the main, you've got people with very little work experience um and so i think you have to do much more of a a sell on the business and an opportunity i do think apprentices are really interesting because um location can cause issues so actually we have a number of apprenticeship um opportunities in central london and central london always appears to be much harder to recruit for okay um, and imagine that's to do with travel and, and and all those all those kind of things, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think that adds to it. And we, we're not so we're not an organisation that pays the apprenticeship rates, so apprenticeship rates are quite low. Okay. Um, and I know they're intending to put those up, and actually we don't. We pay more. Okay. So you know we hope that that makes it a much more appealing package, so to speak. So you kind of mentioned the you know apprentices in the, the 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 catering services sector, which is obviously where you guys are working. I mean, more broadly, do you think every company should have an apprentice apprentice strategy, or is it only appropriate in certain sectors? No, I think everybody should look to do it. I think um, I think it's important. You hear you go to lots of events and you hear lots of people talking about skill shortages. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's really important that we all then commit to the future. And I know this requires investment for a lot of companies. But if we're not helping to support a pipeline, then the, the skill shortages are just going to get it. Well, it's going to get harder. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And what, what advice would you give to uh, a company sort of looking at um, their strategy here or looking at doing this for the for the first time? I, I would always go with a case study example. So I would always just think about an area where um where you can add some value where actually the individual gets the opportunity to see the job properly but at, um you can give that person time so you need to give your apprentice time okay which which i don't think everybody um understands fully so, you know, so i think you need to give the commitment to people Okay, thank you. And it's sort of stepping stepping out into kind of the wider, uh, you know, recruitment recruitment market. How are you? You know, what's it looking like at the moment? How are you finding it? Is it is it easier to recruit at the moment? Is it harder to recruit over at the moment? What's um, uh, you know, what's sort of changed over the last eighteen months or so? 
I think I think it's getting harder. I think salaries appear to be going up. Um, so I think there's more negotiation when we get to offer. We've had uh, more people counter offered than I think I've seen in a few years. Okay. Um, I think on on the flip side of that though, we're starting to see more movement. So that that generates a better quality of candidate. I'm not sure that's the right way to put it. Actually, I just think more choice. Should I yeah. say? Yeah, and are you sort of noticing any any changes in in candidate expectations or behaviour or where you're finding them? It, is 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 that changing as well? I think in some not not in all actually, but in some cases, our candidates are becoming much more demanding. Okay. And and interestingly, um, we've worked on a few senior roles recently and some mid level roles, whereby. Um, I think historically, if you've given kind of several options and interview dates, people have tried to make it work. Um, I think there's so much opportunity going on for people and people are out with other companies that getting candidates into process sometimes is harder. Yeah, okay. And it used to be getting hiring managers into process was harder. Okay, so it's kind of sort of a, a complete flip from, yeah. from two or three years ago. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's interesting. And uh, you know, what's next for uh, you know what's next for Compass? What's on your radar at the moment? What what um, you know what are you what are you looking at over the next sort of twelve to eighteen months? So uh, it's it's really exciting for us. I joined the company in January, and we've gone through um, we've gone through a restructure. So we've uh, reorged our resourcing function to support the business. We've we've had five years of of kind of no growth and this year massive growth so the structure that we've put in place is there to help support the growth and actually we've created a scalable model which is which is exciting so we've spent the last kind of seven months looking at process and and kind of getting back to basics and and next year I think for us is some real focus on how we're taking it out to market so what's what's our brand we have so many different businesses within the compass family um how are we going out and promoting those? And I'm also focusing on how we're educating our recruiters. Matt, you'll know this because I think I've talked about this quite a lot, but I have a real um, passion for us actually doing something with recruiters to help them develop. And yep. I don't think there's enough out there. Okay. So I'm using a couple of products at the moment and we're testing a few things out, but that's to with a view to making our recruiters better at sourcing. Cool, fantastic. Mm. I mean, I suppose that 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 kind of leads on quite nicely to my uh, my final question, which is about uh, trends and tools and, and technologies, and uh, you know what's kind of happening in the industry. I mean, what 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 are you sort of looking at at the moment? What trends do you think are interesting? Uh, you know, what tools and technologies do you think might um, you know might develop? Um, you know, as we as we sort of go through go through the rest of this year and next. So. Um at Compass, because we've been doing a lot of work around putting the basics in and getting the basics right, I think we're just starting to focus on different technologies. I, I think the ATS that we've got is good and it works well, um, but we're thinking about what we're linking in with that. So for me, it's around, in some roles, we've got huge volume of applicants, so we're looking at ways that we can help the resourcing process to auto-screen through various kind of tests uh, online tests that are kind of linked through we're looking at video interview at the moment so we're just about to do a trial with a number of roles that cover some of our volume um, and and then just some other tools that are really there about to help the recruiters with sourcing which I think I've already mentioned so cool it sounds like a very exciting time uh, mm -hmm. Mel thanks very much for talking to me lovely thanks Matt 
My thanks to Mel Hayes. For show notes and past episodes of the podcast, please go to www.rfpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the mailing list there and find out more about me on the Work With Matt Alder page. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast itself on iTunes and on Stitcher. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.